0: Hey guys, welcome back to the OPD podcast with Joe and Austin. Another one with just us two this week. And um, Austin proposed the um, topic for today. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about injuries, topical, um, because Austin, you've just—I've just found out in the last <laughs> or so that you've, that you've hurt yourself. What, what have you done?
1: Well, I, I posted it. So I posted my story first, and then. I post a little bit about on my page because I figured, you know, somebody is going to ask that I'm training with a arm sling on. Right. So <laughs> I tried to put it out there that way. I didn't get, cause I knew if I didn't, I would immediately get 500 DMS asking me what I did. So essentially I had, well, I went in Monday, didn't quite get the answers I wanted today. I had an appointment. And, uh, it turns out I have what I thought was an AC joint, um, separation is actually my AC joint actually seems fine or maybe slightly strained, but it's in the bursa sac. So, which is pretty much right underneath, um, very inflamed. I actually hurt my bicep tendon too. And then, uh, and those were the two, two main things that were causing, uh, causing pain and then from a chiropractor my chiropractors actually said my humerus was shifted in the joint as well uh which is probably from an impact but um so what did yes yeah, what did
0: so this wasn't training then impact what did you how did you no, know it
1: no it was a motorcycle fell off <laughs> you got yep. A bike? yep so i didn't know that no so you know of course people are gonna be like oh you know you shouldn't do that if you want to bodybuild and they can fuck off because you know i do what i want to do and uh no idea you had a motorbike man oh yeah yeah man i've been in motorsports my whole life you know so i've been around that stuff my whole life so yeah of course you know of course it's unfortunate um there's always like risks to activities like that i mean there's risks to any type of sporting activity, there's risk to right? Like I give clients that do, that play like uh, recreational league, volleyball and, and soccer and things like that. And they get hurt, you know, stuff happens. Yeah. So, um, it's funny cause I think most pretty much knock on wood, I don't know if it's bad or good, but I think pretty much all of my injuries have been outside of the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, right now, uh, it's it's definitely improving. It, it was pretty much just – it pretty much just hurt at an idle. Like, if I was just sitting there, it was a dull ache. And now it's slowly improved. At first, I was not able to actually – if I would squeeze my fist to flex my forearm and bicep, it would shoot pain all the way up to the shoulder. But now I can I can squeeze my bicep. Just fine. Uh, squeeze my tricep, just fine. So the shoulder joint's pretty limited. I can raise it. I mean, I can raise it up past a ninety degree angle, like laterally, and it's just that once I get to about close to that ninety, that's where it starts to. I feel pain, you know. So. Uh, yeah, what's the prognosis here? Yeah, it's just, it's just time. Like I can't. It's not anything we can really do much about. I mean, I'm gonna. And we can talk about this stuff too. some different like modalities and things that people can do. But um, he said, you know, he said as long as it's improving and based on where I'm at, I should be able to at least my plan from discussing with him is next week, I should be able to kind of transition into some light stuff with, you know, we're talking like five pounds, right. With some rotational stuff with a dumbbell, as long as it's not going through, painful range of motion i can do a bicep and curl a tricep extension right um i i'm gonna be very limited like the, what's probably going to take the longest is like a press right like a pressing motion um like a bench pressing motion is going to be a little bit before i can do any kind of weight also a full lateral motion like a uh, raising my arm uh was going to be probably probably take a little bit i should be able to do a some rowing motions right with my elbows because the further out my elbow is the more pain if my elbows are tucked in on my sides i can squeeze my scapulas and 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 use my lats and and my rhomboids and all those muscles right so Mm. that that would be kind of where i'm at i talked to him about doing some bfr you know I got some brand new straps for BFR straps so I'll be able to do some really light bicep and tricep extension stuff which is fine like I feel like if I could do something you know you at least retain the give that area a little bit of stimulus rather than doing nothing so that's kind of where we're at just be basically by pain he didn't give me a timeline I'm going in again next week and uh, we'll keep doing treatment on it um, but I'll be including other things on my own too. So we're gonna do ultrasound, which should help with any tissue trauma. Um, also, I'll continue to take like different, my different over-the-counter joint supplements. Um, I'm actually looking into getting, I I've, I've made a couple contacts today, actually getting prescribed some BPC-157. Uh, so some actual.
0: I didn't know that was in like human prescription.
1: Yeah. So you can actually get it. You can actually get it prescribed here in the U S and there's some compounding pharmacies that, that will uh, ship it. So, but I uh, think there's one called, I believe it's called Tailor made. I'm trying to think, I think it's in Kentucky. I could be wrong. Someone might correct me on that, but I believe they have it. There might be a couple other ones, but in order for you to get it from them, you have to have a prescription. Now, the thing with peptides, a lot of people know, is there's so much variance and, you know, quality control. You just don't know what they are. Like, if we're, not only do you know what they are, they're probably just nothing, right? They just, I think certain things, like when you're, people are taking things that they aren't for human use, like you're going to get certain things in the research realm that are dosed right, like the the, the normal stuff, like their Cialis and maybe like their their stimulants like their clen and things like that but i i think a lot of the actual more expensive lifelized powders are probably faked pretty heavily
0: oh yeah i bet well do you remember that paper that came out where they were testing psalms and basically none of them were real right
1: no i don't i don't doubt it i mean they probably were something i mean they probably there was probably some of them that had like you know liquid wind or some shit in them or, you know or god knows what but uh yeah so if i could get that that would be fantastic and to ensure that it's it's actually real that would definitely speed up things a little bit
0: so last episode we were talking about your food and and the gaining phase so what's are you just gonna sort of maintain through this period
1: yeah you know of course i was pretty at 1st you do anything like that and immediately you, th- you start thinking like worst outcome because i think that's just how people are but i i kind of tried to wrap my head around the whole thing and i tried to th- kind of think about all right what can i do uh, right now so of course right away i ordered the bfr straps because i knew i'd be able to get those in handy i made the appointments that i needed to make i Food-wise, like, I started – or training-wise, I started to figure out, like, how I can revise things because at first it was to where I couldn't even do normal leg training because I couldn't – like, I couldn't do a squat or anything because I couldn't get my hand up to the bar. Right. You know what I mean? So um, I had to revise literally everything initially, and then I'll slowly ease into as I'm able to. But, yeah, I think if I can just maintain relatively close within, like, a five-pound – range of where i'm at right now i'd be pretty happy and then i'll just i'll just chalk it up as the end of the phase right mm-hmm. um that'll have to be the because i don't i was pretty much towards the end of it anyhow so but i would like to be able to maintain and do at least a little bit right at the end that way i'm not just like dumping a bunch of weight right away yeah um, so i guess that means i'll have to do another one of these after
0: yeah yeah exactly god damn it <laughs> you're gonna have to have to do your whole new diet all over again
1: that could be the next yeah time. whatever i guess well and i might have to modify training for a while like i might have to literally modify some of the really heavy pressing and stuff for quite a while but
0: yeah so why don't you give people an insight if someone's listening that's got shoulder injury or peck injury or something like that. How how are you modifying your training now moving forward?
1: Yeah, so I think once I'm able to get into it, I think there's a lot of ways. I mean when we know there's a lot of ways to create tension and there's different things that we can do um that would require less load, right? I mean we can always change rep ranges. That's one. You know, we 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 know that you can pretty much grow in a wide variety of rep ranges. So obviously, the stress on your joint is going to be much less in a higher rep range with less load. Yeah, you're doing more repetition, but you're also probably a little more controlled. You know, you're you can maintain the weight. You know, control the weight up and down a little bit better. Um, it's less tension on your joint. So yeah, rep ranges. I'll definitely have to train in a higher rep range on those movements for sure. Um, also just doing other things like training at less advantageous angles, you know, moving at setting up exercises that make like that will make things more difficult on purpose. Um, doing that also doing things like clusters are fantastic. Yeah. uh, Because we can, we can create not only intensity, but multiple failure points and also progress like there's that gives you an actual progression scheme to where instead you're you know where instead of uh doing a straight set of eight and trying to progress on that we can do something like a cluster set or an emom or a muscle round or something like that and we can progress over the totality of that set so if we got you know if we did 10 times or you know eight sets of eight or six sets of four like a muscle round and we got 30 pounds throughout the whole thing well if we do you know 35 pounds the next time like you see what i mean like it's it's still progression so and even um, this is a progression model
0: right you can say this week i'm gonna do one rest pause and the next week two
1: and yeah three. yeah it's a lot of like there's a lot of things i think people get you know people get really stagnant on what type of training works for them and w- with good reason like i i generally know what type of training works for me but that doesn't mean that i can't do something else if i need to you know so yeah i'll i'll figure that out i'm not too like as long as i can use the joint as i you know as it starts to heal and as long as i can use it some i'll be able to create tension i mean shit for that matter i'll do slow tempos yeah you know like it's not Like, yeah, I'm not sold that slow tempos are really super effective over a normal tempo and more load. But if that's all all that I can do, if I do, right, I mean, if I do a three, you know, three-second tempo, you know, eccentric, concentric, like, yeah, that's still something. If I add a a two-and-a-half to the bar every session – with a three-second tempo, that's still overload, even though I'm doing less weight, you know? So, yeah, I think I think it'll be all right. I think I'll figure things out. Um, shoulders kind of suck just because they're involved in so many different right. movements. I mean, anything in your upper body, your shoulder joint moves pretty much.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That pretty much writes off the whole upper body isn't it and, and a lot of the lower body as well just for stabilization purposes.
1: Yeah. Yeah that's that's only real like pain in the ass. Like I said, I think initially the BFR stuff for arms will be a little more attainable. I agreed. We went through a couple things today with uh with the chiropractor that I was with and he uh you know some like tests testing basically you know he put his hands on me and I would press against him in certain range of motion like a lateral motion press, a forward pressing motion, a bicep curl, tricep extension. And I didn't really feel any pain in a, or very little pain in a bicep curl like supination or a tricep extension. Um, it was very minimal. So I think that'll probably be fine pretty quick. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for that matter, like it might just be a matter of, I'll do some kind of specialization phase where I just try to grow a body part. Yeah. Well, fuck. Yeah, there's something, yeah, like, you know, I mean. Even you. Right. There's just, there's something there. Like, there's always, there's always something there. Um, if I can't, if I can't train my shoulders that well and I can't press that well, then I'll just try to make my arms better, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's all, as you say, there's always something you can be doing. I think people are all too quick when they have an injury. Just go, oh, you know, and you get into that. Oh, I can't train them. Then you're in this kind of depression.
1: You know? It's easy to do. It it hit me quick. Like the first first couple of days, I was like, I was a little down. You know, I felt, definitely felt down about it because I didn't. Well, and, and part of that too is when you don't really know what it is yet. You know what I mean? You know, You know something's wrong, so you think worst case, you know worst case scenario but uh yeah i mean i've been injured before it's not like i've had surgeries before i mean it's it is what it is i can't at the end of the day too you sit there and think about it's like all right well it's here i can't make it go away (laughs) you know yeah yeah you can either sort of
0: wallow in it and be sort of pissed off or you can just get on with something else but either way it's still there, isn't it yeah
1: yeah, so, and it's always a learning opportunity to, you know, it's figure some new things out. It, may, it might be something that I, I do really well with, that I take with me later. Um, and it makes you, you know, certain things like that will make you really focus on that neural connection when you train, mm-hmm. and like making sure you're really connecting with the muscles, and so there's yeah. value.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's always a, a new training phase scheme that you otherwise wouldn't have focused on. Just like you say, you know, that neurological focus, that internal focus, you know, you may yeah. never have had that and you're going to be able to revert back to normal training pretty soon, you know, soon enough. it will be in the grand scheme of things it's a blink of an eye, but you'll be doing so with a
1: new skill, like you say. Um, yeah. It's, it's even, you know, it seems like a lot at first, but even if it takes me, even if it takes me a few months, you know, even if it takes me 12 weeks, or whatever even if it takes me the rest of the year it's you know until the end of the year i mean that's to be back to normal like that's it's all right it, it's I'm, i'll figure something out
0: mm. i remember when you um
1: injured your wrist was it yeah that would have been yeah that would have been 2015 and i trained with the fucking straps on for forever like four months yeah
0: but i bet that feels like
1: you know, forever ago now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was forever ago. And really, in, at the end of it, I didn't really, I mean, I might have lost a little bit, maybe. I'm not sure if I lost any, really. Um, but I regained in everything rather quickly, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it does. It sucks, but I have tools. I have a good team, too. Like, I have people that this guy's fantastic and extremely, you know, extremely uh, smart when it comes to anatomy and things. And um, I have other just tools that I've already had, you know, for future that I've used in the past, I should say, Um, also just, I have some people that I can contact, you know, that I might contact once my joints start doing a little bit better. Like I have, uh, we have John Quint in my area that does a lot of joint therapy with a lot of guys. So I might get a hold of him Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll figure it out, right? Mm. Tell me, tell me, I'm gonna figure it out.
0: Oh yeah, but you always figure it out. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: No, you do. You'll come back ten pounds heavier.
1: Maybe I'll have. uh, Maybe I'll have like twenty-three inch arms by the time it's done. You should be
0: like train arms every day. Do like thirty sets a day. Fuck it.
1: I might try it. I might do. uh, So once I'm able to do the bfr stuff i might literally just try to train them like every workout and just see what just see what happens
0: train them on the hour every hour, every <laughs> hour. <laughs> what did you like five sets an hour more than that more yeah yeah and then some kind of crazy like insulin and highly branched cyclic dextrin
1: protocol and I'll just get the only problem is I'll have such bad elbow tint tonight. It's my so time. You know if
0: you BFR it, it's got to all be bfr
1: Yeah. Well, it will. I'll probably keep it like that. I'll probably keep it like that for a while. So, BFR, I, you know what? With real slow tempos. I was really hoping, and I, I don't think there's any in our area. If anyone's listening and you know of it, let me know. But I was almost wondering if anyone had, you know, those newbies, the STEM unit. No. Have you seen those? No. yeah so they use them i'm trying to think i know i know they have them there's a few people that have them in different places essentially it's like a therapy tool so think of you know what a tens unit looks like the little electrode pad you put yeah. on like you know, that pulse it's similar to that but if anyone's you know knows about it they're gonna they're gonna fucking give me backlash because that's not what it is but um I know it's supposed to be really good for healing injuries and reestablishing that neural connection while you train. And they, oh, they so literally are using one of these Brad Rowe. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, I know he's certified to use it, but that's the thing. It's like, you can't, from what I understand, like I couldn't just buy one. All right. You know what I mean? Um, otherwise I'd just fucking buy one from my house. Yeah. Just hook myself up to it. But what does it do? i don't know i need to learn I, I wish like i said i wish someone around here had one but i don't think there is anyone i'm gonna look at it let's see newbie fit i think is what it's called and yeah there might be someone that's listening that knows more about it or neo new fit neo fit? fuck i don't know <laughs> i thought so they about- like stem cell therapy you know i thought about i'm gonna ask this guy next time i go in if he has any one he recommends to do stem cells or even like prp yeah um i told him today i was like what do you want me to do i don't worry don't i'm not too worried if it costs me some, some money like this is my livelihood you know what did Here you, you say Stem cells. Why? Well, I- I didn't ask him about stem cells, but I'm gonna ask him next week. I'll see what he says. I, I guarantee there's probably somebody in Columbus that does them, like in their, the house the, yeah, yeah, I bet you there is. Um, okay. They had one of these, it's, yeah, it's a new, it's NeoFit or new fit and it's called the newbie. That's the actual name of the machine. And I, they had one at the uh, physique summit seminar that i was at last year they had us they had a stand they were showing people how it worked i guess it's like gives you like insanely gnarly pumps um
0: what's the mechanism of action do you know
1: breeding it yeah it's of course of course it doesn't tell me exactly reduce pain injury rehabilitation improved performance free report for doctors it's some kind of neurological or neuro you know physiological mechanism it's got to be some kind of based on the pads and things that they hook up it has to be some kind of like electromagnetic type of or you know pulse right I mean I would think I'm gonna have to look it up this guy says it's a miracle machine (laughs) what the guy said in it yeah. <laughs> Funny that. I, thought, you know, I like a miracle. I'll take
0: it. Um, I was watching... This is completely off topic. I was watching a program about miracle healers in America yesterday. Oh, yeah?
1: Is that not a thing in the UK?
0: I've never heard of it happening. I don't think it... I don't, it probably is. <laughs> it probably happens somewhere. I don't. It's probably not as common. But, bro, I was laughing my head off at some of that.
1: Was it like... Was it like uh were they even touching people or were they just like waving their hands over top of the people?
0: No, like touches him and he like like the guy's hitting the floor. And um it's all the hysteria. The guy's like um he comes up there and goes, oh, I've got a problem with my ear. And he's like, This man is deaf <laughs> and and he's like touches his head and he goes, Like, Can you hear me? And the man goes, Yes. And he's like, I've given this man healing. And like, he never said he was deaf.
1: Was it was it a religious practice? Yes, yeah, yeah okay Christian thing yeah there's some yeah there's some fucking crazy shit have you ever seen the videos oh we're gonna we're gonna come off so bad in the podcast that's all right have you seen the videos where they like wave their hands at people in the church service and the people like fall down and they're healed (laughs) yeah well it's pretty
0: odd because if you've got an injury I probably wouldn't recommend that you go to a faith healer um just my personal recommendation would be because it's not going to do anything Um, other than the placebo effect is very potent so there might be some pain relief Um, but in terms of maybe acute pain relief if you actually believe it but in terms of physiological outcome probably not going to work so I would not have to spend the donation money there Um, buy some BPC instead
1: (laughs) yeah I probably tend to tend to agree. I I do think there's definitely merit in having a positive attitude Mm. toward you know towards your situation. I think that's but I think that's useful in anything. Absolutely. Um if God's that thing for you then use it, you know. Yeah, I mean it's there's it's never gonna hurt being positive as long as you're as long as you're not being ignorant. You also have to be realistic. You know? Mm -hmm. So but yeah, that's interesting. I, I kind of assume that's that's what you meant. I've seen it. It's uh yeah, it's a bit crazy. They make some good cash. They do. I'm sure there's some of them that make good money.
0: The dude they were covering in there's got like private jet.
1: Damn. Yeah, I need to get into that.
0: I've um I've got an injury of, of sorts at the minute. Um so what's that? I just got tattooed quite heavily last week and it's really bothering me. Um, Oh, is it like inflamed? Big time, dude, big time. I haven't bent my arm since like last Friday.
1: Damn, that's pretty bad.
0: Yeah, I'll have to, hold on, I'm going to send you a video on Facebook. I want to get the live
1: reaction. All right, I'll look at it. I just put my TENS unit on, my little TENS massager unit. Check out that video that I've just sent you. Okay, let's see. Oh, you got it blacked out. Yeah. How long did that take? I only had
0: that upper part done last week and it was two, three-hour sessions or two, four-hour sessions, one of them. Damn. Only six hours it's that blackout dude it's so painful um uh, it's like well, it's basically like trauma to your entire arm well i woke up the next day but like i've been ran over by a truck i had like migraine all my sinuses were blocked up like um yeah like i had the flu like really lethargic i couldn't do anything man. i was just written off for like four days damn because you know, it's just hacking at you know that blackout server was just hacking at the same spot over and over and over and over you know um yeah pretty damn painful but yeah so in terms of what i've done with training i ain't trained yet i'm gonna train tomorrow though
1: train legs timed it with a deload yeah yep i'm still in the deload i'm still good for now because it's only been it's been less than a week so i'm still in deload territory i haven't i haven't started losing muscle yet
0: yeah injury wise i'm trying to think i i don't think i've historically had any injuries um apart from when i had surgery on my leg but i don't know if that would be an injury i didn't like i didn't do it you know um yeah well in I, i mean
1: any type of like yeah, I guess how you want to classify it. any type of like trauma, you know, that would prevent you from doing normal your normal activity. Mm.
0: Yeah, that that was very much a work around, like just training my right leg.
1: And... So that's a good. There's a, that's a topic. So what is your, what are your thoughts on unilateral, um, training?
0: Well, there's for... it, it's, it's well elucidated in in research that people that train body parts like unilaterally or rather to correct myself there uh, train one side of the body when another is injured they maintain more amounts of skeletal muscle tissue on the injured side than as compared to individuals not. Right. so th- that's the reason why i did that um i'm guessing it's just not to do with like localized on one side sort of training but more so just You know, getting that mechanical load vector, turning on the muscle protein synthetic machinery and stuff. So you're just sort of globally pushing up that protein synthesis response. Right. So yeah, I definitely recommend. You know, anybody that's got an injury, like I'm sure you're going to do it, Austin. Is you know, lateral raises on the other side or anything like that. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was that was part of my plan. Yeah.
0: Yeah exactly as you say just pretty much training everything that you can um around the injury you know
1: right yeah and it it just so happens that my my left my left is the side that i injured and my left delt and left pec are typically slightly stronger than my right anyhow Mm, that's convenient Right, and I was like, "Oh, I was trying to look at some, find some more positive in there, <laughs> you know." So, at least I trained my weak side a little bit more, um, and then it was meant
0: to be. Chance yeah.
1: to what's that?
0: It was meant to be, you know, a chance to catch up.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's there's always there's always some kind of positive there, at least.
0: A couple of other things that come to mind. They're talking about training modalities that I had to do, so I couldn't. um, i couldn't sit um or lay down um so when i went to the gym so i had the surgery on my left adductor um and like a good portion of it would have been like connected to a seat where you sat down you know um there's no way i could i could lay flat on my belly that was about it and you know you can't really do much in the gym doing that so things like presses i would um If you've got a Cybex Bravo cable, you can use the brace, but I used to like um, find an object to brace against and then perform like sternocostal focus flies with cuffs or something where I didn't have to sit down. Um, Or like trying to create stability as much as you can in in some movements that you wouldn't be able to when just standing, you know? So if you've ever seen those Cybex Bravo cables, they have like a a bracing pad that's in the center of the dual pulley. so things like that are perfect if you've got, like, a leg injury because, you know, if you've got anything that inhibits you laying down, you can always – like, I was pressing on the cable standing up, but, you know, the, the amount of load that you can press is going to be far more than, like – if you imagine just even trying to do a fly and standing up yeah. away from the cable, it would pull you over. So getting some kind of brace in there, creating stability is a good one. Um, and similar things with, like, just altering movements, like adjusting the moment arm and things, like – like when Austin had a wrist injury, well, you know, you could still train pecs back and um, delts just fine. You just cuff, you know. Yeah. You, you could cuff yeah. above the elbow and do flies. You could cuff below the elbow and do lateral raises. You can cuff above the elbow and do pull downs, like whatever. Like you, yeah. you just remove that lower arm from the movement and that's that's easily done. That's a great solution.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the hands... Eliminating the hands isn't even that hard, mm. you know, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's relative, but that's the easy part. Eliminating the shoulder joint is a little more difficult.
0: Yeah. That's a massive bottleneck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very. But, uh, yeah. I was actually, so I was actually thinking about, I was going through some ranges of motion just seeing what felt good. Like if I, if I pinch my scapulas back, like if I just stand up straight, and my arms are at my side, if I pinch my scapulas, in and out no pain i can't feel any of that because my shoulder itself uh, like the ball and socket joint is pretty much stationary um so i'm going to i I have a brand new hyperextension machine and i'm going to hook i'm going to hook a band up to my like all the way up right on my upper back and i'm just going to do hyperextensions on there and squeeze my scapulas at the top Mm. Just pull through and to hit that upper back, and um, it worked. I messed with it. I messed with it yesterday, and it it literally felt like I was doing like a snatch grip rack pull. You know what I mean? Where the yeah. where you're really hitting that upper back. It yeah, and it worked fantastic. So I think you know I was like, oh, I can I can do 20 sets of this or
0: whatever. Oh yeah. Well, exactly that, you know, just modulating training intelligent, And I think actually this is where, um, you know, where there's value in having biomechanics knowledge, at least just a basic biomechanics knowledge, like knowing like the functions of each joint, Um, right? Because, you know, because then you'll know what happens if you remove the functions of one joint and how to replicate loading other joint ranges without requiring that joint, you know?
1: that's 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 all you're doing essentially I mean obviously certain things like I said are gonna be are gonna be pretty much out of the question I'm not gonna be able to do chest pressing at first it's just not gonna happen Um, but I can do you know I can do other things I can do pretty much anything else Um, and even shoulder even shoulder joint I can do I can do like static like light static stuff where I press into you know he was we're going over some exercises where to start working my shoulders i can you know get in the doorway and put my arms out to the side in a straight motion like i'm doing a lateral raise and just press into the door you know just simple stuff um oh, yeah it. i mean
0: stuff as long as you get to the point like because your shoulder joint is going to be feeling okay um soon enough to even even like a body weight like, body weight. like if you got that to the point that the force velocity like the contraction velocity with moving super slow well you've hit that point you know
1: right it's yeah and, and i don't think i think people can underestimate you like your delts and your arms and muscles like that they they do tend to respond well to like high training density yeah exactly. you know so and fuck, i mean for that matter i might even once I'm able to do them a little more, I might even get some benefit out of doing it differently than what I've been doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very yep. novel, novel stimulus. Go through like a, it'd be like going through like a metabolic type phase of training. And then the flip side of that, you could move into like a more mechanical load based training. Right. Yeah. Super compensate there, but you, your delts might be the biggest they've ever been. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I just, I just like I said, it, and that's that's naturally how the progression's going to have to go anyhow just because of an injury. But, but yeah, there's always a new stimulus or something different that I can work on. Um, and, like I said, I'll probably just prioritize what I can. In the meantime, my arms aren't going to get too big. That's interesting. No, you can't have, I mean, I've never heard of anyone having too big of biceps and triceps. and Mine certainly aren't anywhere close to overpowering. So...
0: Has your injury affected your coaching?
1: Uh, So as far as like, you know, typing and things like that, I'm okay. I can just put my, I just basically like put my arm up on the the desk and just type doesn't really, Mm. doesn't really hurt anything. I mean... (laughs) It's a little. It was a little sore at first, and it was a little harder to move around. But right now, I think it's it's pretty much okay. The only annoying part was having to go to more appointments.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's the only part that really affects me. It's just the time, you know, to get other things done and do, you know, do different therapies. I, you know, remember to. Use my tens unit. Remember to do all this other shit. So that's
0: really the only part. Got a bit quiet. Have you moved away from your mic?
1: yeah How's it sound now?
0: A little bit tinny, but I can hear you. It's not as clear okay. as it. Was, but it's all good.
1: I moved a little bit. Sorry.
0: That's all good. um Yeah. So um, I think we've pretty much covered your injury and what you're going to do from here this is going to be another one like the food one that we should just keep um checking in on austin's progression um, okay, no,
1: i'm always given. there's always something going on i never have a traditional path
0: <laughs> it would be boring if not though bro um, yeah the biggest question is are you going to ride your motorcycle again
1: oh sure why not
0: what what motorbike have you got
1: so i have so right now, I've had so many over my lifetime. I have a, I have an off-road bike. So, you know, I ride a dirt bike, not a street bike. Okay. Yeah. So my wife actually rides the street. She has a, she has a smaller um, Honda motorcycle. She she rides too. She rides to work all the time. Um, but yeah, dude, I've been, I've been into that since. I was about eight years old. Um, Yeah. I mean, honestly, most of my injuries have come from that, and I've got injured during wrestling a few times. So bodybuilding can definitely get you injured, but that has, knock on wood, has not been my experience.
0: No, me neither, but I'm also really weak. so. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah well it, it does obviously like injury risk goes up when you're using more weight i suppose right yeah um, but no you know i you could you could of course just live in a bubble and not do anything and then you could still get hurt um there's, there's a, apps, i think it's what's quite, that?
0: quite apt that we talk about that in the current client like uh, client in the current climate like risk um what's the risk of getting coronavirus or the risk of suffering symptoms and you know ultimately there's a risk to everything not about to compare riding a motorbike to crossing the road because that's a silly argument but ultimately there is a risk to everything that we do right and there is no life without risk um and quite often, escalated risk can bring about a great, a greater quality of life. We know that in bodybuilding. Um, so, you know, things are going to happen now and then. You take the good with the bad, right?
1: Yeah, you have to. Um, it's it's always harder. It's it's always harder to if you've never experienced these things. But like I've I've been hurt more times than I care to count. So, you know. I guess the way I evaluate risk and quality of life might be a little bit different than other people. Um, someone that's never been hurt before, you know, if they have something happen to them, that's it's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, you may. I really like what you said there in terms of there. There is a very there really isn't much quality of life without risk.
0: No. No, I mean you can sit inside all day with, you know, your TV, and uh, and you get your food delivered from avocado. <laughs> you guys don't have avocado from from local supermarket or whatever, and never leave the house and never do anything. And you know, it, it, fine, but that there's no way to live, and there's still risks involved with that. Also, um, yeah, ultimately we have to uh, we have to take risks, You know, because riding a motorcycle. something you love to do
1: no yeah and there's and there's there's so many types of risks too like there's risk and there's emotional risks to a lot of things that people take you know psychological risks um i would argue doing nothing and living and being in your house and never doing anything ever could be very risky towards your emotional well-being yeah yeah absolutely so you just have to take the bad with the good sometimes. And that's, you know, I don't, I would say, I guess YOLO, right? You only live once.
0: (laughs) I never never
1: thought I'd hear the day that Austin said YOLO. My, my version of YOLO might be a little different than other people, but Hey, that's, and there's, if there's something you like to do, that's what I tell people. It's like, it. I have, you know, I have clients that compete and take competing pretty seriously and ask me like, I like to do this. Like, what do you think? Like, you know what, do it. If you like to do it, just do it. I mean, you just have to, you just have to be okay with potential, like potential downsides and things that could happen. But at least if something, you know, at least if something happens, you know, that you willingly took a risk the things that really suck would be something random happening to you and you get hurt and you have zero control over it yeah right and yeah. you didn't even get a chance to take a risk you just yeah you know there's a lot worse things that can happen like there's unfortunate things that happen to people that they had zero say in whatsoever yeah and that leads to regret ultimately
0: don't take a risk yeah. you'll be left with regret and that's way worse than anything that you know could have happened to you you know like hurting your shoulder like that's nothing as compared to years of regretting stuff that you didn't do
1: yeah yeah ultimately my my emotional health is most important thing to me so um i just have to do things that make me happy Yeah. and where i'm at right now is not like a terrible thing anyhow so it's yeah, it's unfortunate. It is a was timed very unfortunately, but you know, it is what it is. At least I got to whiff that two fifty on the scale once a couple times.
0: <laughs> you got you just got to live it. You just got to live that moment.
1: <laughs> so but yeah, that's the injury. That's the that's the current status. That is where things are at. And I'm going to be very Diligent with my treatment, I'll make sure I do everything I can to uh, correct it as quickly as possible. Are there any secret, secret experimental drugs that I need to consider? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you
0: all about that off, off the air. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs>
1: Are there any like any underground clinics or anything I might need to come visit? Yeah, yeah. Mine. You oh, you have one?
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that afterwards.
1: Um
0: Good. involves forty eight hour IV protocols of um a mixture of anabolic and, and psychotropic drugs. Yeah. You come Is out like a machine. Just <laughs> ketamine in one arm and IGF one in the other. You come out just a freak
1: you heal, you heal in like 72 hours.
0: Yeah, you, you, well, no, nothing happens to your injury. You just come out mental and it doesn't matter.
1: Oh, yeah, you just don't care. No, you, well, yeah, you, you don't <laughs> feel
0: pain anymore. You live on a whole new plane of existence after that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shit. No. <laughs> right. Anybody listening that can offer Austin any, um, help and, uh, you know, guidance and stuff on the injury if you know how to get prescribed bpc or if you have a clinic or if you use one of these crazy machines or whatever please write into the show we would appreciate it um that'd be sweet
1: oh, yeah we'll give you a plug too. anyone that wants to help
0: yeah we'll, we'll shout out shout out the the, uh, the company name on air that's what everyone wants you know a feature on the opd podcast
1: that's it it's the dream it's a high it
0: comes with a high price bro
1: it does you don't get that shit for free you really have to be somebody
0: yeah 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 exactly um so yeah thank you guys for listening as always please check out the sponsors now that you know that they're top draw they're all um linked below as always anybody that can offer help and advice like we say please write in that'd be sweet and we'll see you guys next week